we are now put ourselves in a position where just about every other team we play on a regular basis, we're clearly better than and can, over multiple seasons, dominate them. It has been a season of extremes weather-wise for Georgia fans at Sanford Stadium, whereas the first four home games of the 2018 Georgia football campaign in the months of September and October were all unbearably hot. This past Saturday's matchup versus Auburn was incredibly cold. And speaking of cold, since losing to the Tigers last November at Jordan-Hare, the Bulldogs have outscored their SEC rivals 55-17 to in their past two meetings, not allowing a single score in the second half of either game to Auburn's ice-cold offense. Hey there, my name is Scott Duvall, and you're listening to episode 162 of the Waiting Since Last Saturday podcast. The Dogs are 9-1 and with two regular season games to go before facing off versus the Tide for the SEC Championship in Atlanta. This is the Georgia-Auburn postgame show, and today you'll hear my two co-hosts, Tony Waller and Will Leach, give their perspective of what Kirby and his team did right, what needs to be worked on, goal line offense still, and how they feel about Rodrigo's near-miss, no, not of a field goal, a near-miss touchdown pass on a fake field goal, which all Georgia fans can probably agree would have sent Hot Rod's already legendary folk hero status into the stratosphere. Georgia has now won 11 out of the last 14 over Auburn, and here is Will and Tony to tell you all about it. So we are Scottless. We are the opposite of Scotland this particular moment, but we are recapping. I'm here with Tony. I'm Will Leach. I'm here uh, with Tony recapping a, I would argue, pretty definitive 27 to 10 Georgia win. Tony, how'd you feel? Uh, First half, a little scary. Second half, definitively less so. I mean, I think it it went exactly the way you and I said it was going to go, that the game could be close at halftime and that we would overwhelm them with physicality and our conditioning in the second half. And I mean, this stayed on script. Um, look, I, I'm sure we'll get to talking about the inside the five yard line foibles in a minute, but you know, the game could have ease could have just as easily been 28 at halftime as opposed to 20. And frankly, we lost some scoring opportunities on the table in the second half. You're right. This as definitive a 17 point win as you'll ever see. And that's, kind of what I think what Kirby wants is like, Hey, we're back playing within ourselves in the way that we were doing the end of last season. And, and I'm, I'm here for this. Yeah. It feels, you know, again, the ghost of last season has been a thing, right? Really uh, the kind of living up, not so much living up to that, but just trying to figure out like how much of that, you know, why is it not like last year and why is they not, you know, they, they don't seem like they're having as much fun. They don't seem as dominant and so on. These last three games, they have felt like them, right? They felt like this has felt yeah. like last year's season. It, maybe they, they, there's there's different characters. There's not like the seniors kind of running through there, but it has been the definitive what this was all supposed to be. And you, when you think about how I was freaking out after LSU, our, ourselves included, uh, and heading into some pretty scary games, all three of those games have been wipeouts. And uh, they haven't been wipeouts in the way that Alabama is currently wiping out people, but they're wipeouts in the way that Alabama usually wipes out, about, out people, which I think is maybe uh, uh, telling that this, maybe Georgia is Alabama without Tua uh, at this point. But uh, I'm curious, a couple other things. This felt like the first time that they kind of got the field stuff 
they feel like they've taken the next step with the field stuff uh, now. Uh, we got to see him throw a pass. That was nice <laughs> to see him actually throw we a pass. We saw him throw two. Yeah, it was actually kind of nice. I felt like that's now starting to make a little bit more sense, and it's starting to run a little bit more smoothly. Well, I, I remain in the camp that uh, all the plays where he's been sent in, they were RPOs. And to Fields' credit, you know, he was reading, not to his credit, I guess to his detriment or to the fans' detriment or whatever, he was reading run all the way. But frankly, on that drive where they left him in, he showed that he was a freshman. And that is exactly what you had to be concerned about with a true freshman out there, is that he's going to look like a freshman. But, you know, it was, I think it did make a lot of sense in the times they left him they brought him in and it was, I thought it was really neat that they did leave him in there inside the 20 to, to Hey, this is your job. Do with it what you want. Yeah. It was time for that. It was also, I don't think one thing I don't think we have to worry about anymore uh, is anyone calling for fields because I think we've seen him be able to run a little bit more. Yeah. And, uh, and, and see why you want from uh, in that situation. It was fun for me. What was fun with this game was Auburn took that lead and you, you, you the, you shift a little bit in your seat, but once, you know, this has been the definitive thing of really George over the last two years, right? Once they get a control of a game, they don't let go of it. Uh, the exception of course, being the yeah. national championship game last year was that, but that was, this to me felt like, oh, they've totally got this completely under control. And that was fun. Listen, this is not a great Auburn offense, but it's not a terrible offense. Did them as a pretty good quarterback. They don't have a great running game. But the way that the defense just stopped them in the second half, like, like that's it. We're in total control of this game. Even when they won those games earlier, even when they beat Missouri and they beat Vanderbilt and they beat Tennessee, it never felt like it has felt like the last three weeks. You're right. They had a hundred and. I don't know, 60, 70 yards on their first three or four drives and then didn't give us like 108 the rest of the game. And 50 of those yards for that last drive where basically they ran the two-minute offense as fast as they could. And frankly, we stopped them inside the 40 on fourth and one. So, you know, that's um, that's I think that's, that's pretty pretty good. It's also awesome that now that DeAndre Swift, my favorite view of him is – watching Auburn players, watch him run away from them. <laughs> and um, that is, you know, I, I don't think there was any doubt that we were going to win the game, but doing it that in that way was just so definitive. And, you know, speaking of the way we closed out the first half was pretty impressive. We went from a, what, a four point deficit to a 10 point lead in a matter of like seven plays, <laughs> which is just and the fourth down call was amazing. It was a really, really good. We took a timeout. We talked about it, and we came up with a good play. That you know, look, if they had covered him well, that still was going to get a first down. But that that he was so open, that Godwin was so open, that just turned into a quick seven. It was beautiful. So and. For me, you know, this is not again going back to the comparison of last year. This has not felt like the absolute terrifying. No one's doing anything defense that we saw last year, but they did shut them down, shut them out in the second half, and they gave up some yards. Uh, yeah. But it does feel like that's starting to come around too. It's funny. I feel like if Georgia had any team other than Alabama on the schedule leading forward, we would be like, wow, this team is like rolling and perfect and everything is going great. This is for the playoff. It's just that Alabama looms at the end of the year. But it does feel like it's moving. This is where you wanted this team to be at this point. LSU lost or not, it's possible that Georgia is just not as good as Alabama, and that's going to be the fit of how well this team's playing or not. But they're certainly putting themselves in a situation where they're going to be playing as great as this team is, as currently constructed, can play heading into that game. 
Yeah, and if, if this were not the Alabama this year, this is Alabama from last year, I don't think we would be, by any stretch of imagination, uh, favored in that game, but I don't think it would be a 14-point game. Uh, I think it would be closer to, you know, two or three. Because we, we do look, I think it's a great point you made, we look like Alabama has looked in the past, and that's that's why you hired Kirby, <laughs> to come in and to do that. And <laughs> I don't like the comparison that great, but since Cam Newton was there yesterday, Alabama has their Cam Newton this year, and regretfully he's going to be there for another couple of years. Does that mean it's definitively we're going to lose in the SEC championship game? Yeah, I see some pass to victory, but we'll talk about that in a couple of weeks. I think the important part is that we are now put ourselves in a position where just about every other team we play on a regular basis, we're clearly better than and can over multiple seasons dominate them. It's fun to see, you know, one of the things, it does feel like every conversation we're having about this team really until December 2nd is going to be Alabama landed one way or the other uh, though, unless you're, unless you're, yeah. unless you're of the school that I don't know, the run defense is a little leaky and Georgia tech runs like crazy. I'm not of necessarily of that school, but I understand uh, that argument. It does feel that the one thing that we've seen is like Georgia has scored 27 points yesterday. They could have put up 44 or more pretty yeah. easily. Like yeah. I, I like I, that, yeah. that seemed a choice not to score more points than that. Yeah, um, yeah, I think the interesting part about uh, what happened yesterday is that we played totally within ourselves. We didn't play out of our minds. DeAndre Swift run obviously was electrifying, but that was a well-designed play, which our superior talent made from a 15-yard run to an 80-yard run. And and the same goes for the the pass. I mean, that was just superior athletic talent. I mean, that play was designed to get seven or eight yards with an open-look receiver, and he just outran the safety to the corner. Uh, Godwin did. And that is uh, the fun part about watching this team is that, you know, we thought early in the season we had to be bombed away. And that's what we saw. I mean, we saw a lot of long passes. Now that we've kind of pulled back from that and started playing what feels like the game plan from last year, we actually look like a more, a more well-rounded football team. And we're still scoring a bunch of points. Okay. We need to talk about the Rodrigo play. <laughs> We need to talk about for what it's worth. It would have been awesome if it had worked. I, I never tend to, I don't know. We've, we've discussed this before, but I'm generally of the belief that uh, if you don't want to get scored upon late, uh, stop them. You stop them. Yeah. <laughs> like I'm generally of that kind of idea. Uh, these are not like, this isn't seven, seven year olds playing basketball. Like this is, this is right. big time athletics. Right. Uh, I understand. I, I, I would frown on it if it were, if it were the big kids, the big seven year olds picking on the little six year olds and scoring a bunch of points, but that's not what this is. Do you think it's different when it's, a fake field goal uh, to have Rodrigo uh, throw a pass. That almost felt like they've been wanting, they've just designed all this stuff for Rodrigo and they just want him to do it. <laughs> like with the, with the fake run. Well, I think, yeah. I, what did you think? I think what that? this is setting up, I think what's is setting up for is a high, uh, Rodrigo for Heisman next year. Yeah, I'm down. I'm down. Um, so you're right. Um, I look at it the way I look at it. Is this is that if Auburn had done that to us and we had been down that way, I would have been furious, but I also would have been like, you know what? <laughs> Don't be behind that way. <laughs> so, uh, you know, I'm not going to pretend like I'm not going to be, I'm not going to pretend like it is uh, that, that I'm not a hypocrite in saying that if I were on the other side, I would be mad about it. But as far as being here for making that play call in that place, a hundred percent go for it, whatever. I think Kirby's explanation is as close to a, 
I don't care. You're going to get out. It's like, Hey, three points, three points is still three possessions. Touchdown really puts it away or whatever. I think what he's saying is like, stop me, Gus. And, um, I also think that shows the the whole rumors about Kirby really does not like Gus Malzahn is a hundred percent true because that is a thumb in the eye play. Also, it would have been so awesome if it had worked. <laughs> it would have been oh great. Gosh. Oh, I was ready to erupt. I was absolutely ready to erupt. Uh, general vibe of the stadium. Listen, Midwestern guy, like that's what football weather's supposed to be. I feel like I was so excited yeah. that it was yeah. actually kind of cold. I heard lots of people complaining about the cold. Well, because it, it was cold. That's um, fine. You know, and, and it wasn't again, that cold. Again, I was in the AFC Championship game in Pittsburgh when it was 10 below, and, and that was, and it was 10 below, and the wind chill felt like negative 44. And it was that was really cold and miserable. That was kind of brisk sure. last evening. Yeah. No, it was – look, I, I understand that, and I, I completely understand the mindset. But you can live in a world where upper 30s is also cold. But, you know, I thought it was fun. It was awesome, especially after how hot some of the early games were, to be there in a game day where it was chilly. It was no means the coldest game I've ever been to at Sanford. Uh, that probably still remains the Georgia Tech game in 04 when my wife was pregnant with my oldest and it was pouring rain at 35 degrees. But it was fun. It was a fun day. It was a great game day. The weather was beautiful. A good tailgating weather, a great tailgate. And Georgia pulled out a win against Auburn, and that's never bad. Yeah, that's always a pleasant thing. And, and it also, certainly the, one of the fun things for me about this season as compared to last season, last season was the revenge tour. Like, this season is the, yeah, you're not even like, again, the old Mad Men joke. Like, what do you think about me? I yeah. don't. I don't think about you at all. I don't. And like that, that's how yeah, it's felt with I, Florida and Tennessee and now Auburn. Yeah, I, I think that's a great point. And uh, just to bridge off that point, I think what, what we're seeing is, is you know, you, you talked about George Tech a minute ago. Like, George Tech's going to get yards. Um, it's clear that we are capable of giving up yards and trunks, but that George Tech game has all the potential, and we'll talk about that in a week. This George Tech game has all the potential to be you know, somewhat, some crazy 45-24 game where it never even feels close in that close, and there's 850 yards of offense. And again, having lived through several years where we had to struggle fail to beat George Tech by three points, or frankly, Auburn by one point or lose in the last second bad play call to Auburn, I am here for this. This yes. is starting to be fun. Despite whatever faces us in a couple of weeks in Atlanta, this is fun. Yes. And so and next week, we get a nice, relaxing 4 p.m. contract game against UMass. Everyone can just – the last three weeks, really the last four weeks, it's been a while, right? The last time that that you had a, hey, let's just relax and enjoy a game day atmosphere was probably Vanderbilt, right? Like I guess Auburn is charged yeah. and it was, it was active. We can all take a breath. It's been – you know, after the LSU game, you're like, wow, they've got like three games that they absolutely have to win or we're going to start freaking out about all this stuff. We don't have to freak out about this stuff because they handled all three of those games, got themselves right back on track, and feel like a better team than we've seen them any time this season. It's pretty fun, and now we can all relax this weekend and watch them win their tenth game. I mean, maybe we'll see how. Well, I don't know if Bruiser Flint is coming through that door, but uh, I tell you what, it feels like what it feels like is uh, the last leg of the uh, Tour de France where they let the the yellow jersey winner ride in the front and take drink champagne or whatever on into town. <laughs> and I realize we haven't actually accomplished anything, but that's kind of the way this game tomorrow sets up. 
Yes. Okay. Or, I'm sorry. Next Saturday. Saturday. Yeah. No, no, I think they could play it tomorrow yeah. if they had to. <laughs> I think they. I'm ready to tailgate. Let's do this. All right. So we'll be back. We'll do our pregame show. Uh, we, we'll be in person for our pregame show this week. Uh, Scott, we missed you. Uh, uh, yeah. Sorry. Uh, blackout. Blackout. Why didn't they do the blackout there? This my little Scott moment. Make sure we've got that appropriately. <laughs> I have to say, uh, during the tailgate, I met a few. I met a few more people that listened to the show. Uh, I feel like I meet more people every single tailgate uh, that that stop me to tell me that they listen to the show. Uh, very exciting. Thank you as always. It's uh, it's amazing we get to get away with this. Otherwise, we appreciate t- the listeners. Had a had a couple of guys. And say hey again after even after you left. That's a. It's always fun. It is always awesome. So Tony, I will see you uh, in the studio. In the studio. <laughs> in the studio this week. <laughs> Otherwise, go dogs. Go dogs. And thanks so much for listening. The three of us, yes, all three of us this time, will be back later this week with our Georgia versus UMass preview show. And if you have a question or a comment you'd like for us to address on that show, make sure to send us a tweet at WSLS Podcast sometime before say. 5 p.m. on Monday, and we'll see if we can get to it. And despite the cold, that was a fun one. Anytime you can dismantle Auburn on the football field, it's a good day. And by the end of the week, we'll all be ready for another full day of tailgating in the Classic City. How lucky are we? The Minutemen of, what are they? Yeah, UMass. I said it earlier. Then here again, I mess up and I'm leaving it in. The Minutemen are set to take on the dogs at 4 p.m. on the SEC Network. So we'll see you on campus again in just a few days. And as always, go dogs. Okay, Scott here. Will's right here with me, uh, live from a rather chilly Sanford Stadium. My hair looks very gray in your camera. I don't like it. Well, you know, that's why I'm wearing it. Look, look how red my nose looks like I've been drinking all day, and I haven't. Yeah, look, it's in my wife. Pop it up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So what do you think about, uh, what are your thoughts on the, on the first half? Uh, I think that got hairy for a while, and uh, that fourth down call... Feels like one of those pivot moments where not only was it a gutsy call, it was a perfect call. Yeah. And once you do that, I gotta say, by Auburn, you had your little moment and you kind of missed it. It was a great call, very well executed. I feel pretty good about where the stage goes. Yeah, I think the fact that we're up by ten after the way we played in that first quarter, you know, getting stubbing our toe at the goal line twice, um, I think that's a win. We're still a little in. Fourth and twenty feels better than fourth and two. Right. Well, we're gonna work on that. But I have to say, also, I have to say, I'm excited for this not to be an Auburn game because everybody, everybody's here. Yeah. Like this is like the last big moment. As someone that comes to every game, I want these Johnny come lately from Auburn people to get out. Hey, look at you. They just got engaged. Go dogs! Go dogs! See ya. It's cold, by the way. It's at least 39, 42. All right, I'm going to sign off now.